to the Runner X Podcast, where we talk about all things running. As many runners know, it's 90% mental. So join Coach Valerie and Coach Caroline as we go through the mental side of running. Welcome back to the Run RX podcast. We are in our favorite spot at the park. Today there is no wind, though. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about the wind the last few episodes, guys. Um, it's just really hard to edit that stuff out, but um, I thought the content was too good not to share it. So um, the, the, the girl that helps me with the show notes, she's like, oh, I wish we could edit out that wind. <laughs> And I said, I think your your earphones are too good. Maybe I just listened to mine on my on my other bad earphones. So again, apologies for the bad audio. It was really more about the conversation, and hopefully you enjoyed it. So I'm here with Coach Valerie, and we were just having a great conversation about. Um, just, let's start with that that point you brought up with watching the football players and the drills they were doing, and what the coach was saying. Oh yeah, this was really great. I was actually at an outdoor workout yesterday, doing my own workout. But the football, the, there was a group, uh, middle school kids, uh, doing football training on the same field, and their coach was very vocal. And but everything he was saying sounds like exactly like what I say. I mean, he was like, "Bend your knees, get on the balls of your feet," you know, and he just kept repeating and repeating. And then of course they were going into obviously drills and plays. And I thought, you know, the reason these kids have the coaches is a they would not do this. There's no way they would show right. up to practice on their own, yeah. obviously. And they're being told what to do correctly and getting constant correction so that when they go to play the football game, they're on the balls of their feet. Right. Their knees are bent. They're ready to catch the ball or throw the ball, whatever it is they need to do because they've spent that time in practice. Right. What was really interesting, though, is you said there was a comment on one of our, uh, our posts about right, a guy was right. saying that um, he was athlete all yes. through high school and here he is trying to run. What was the comment back to him? I thought that was so profound. Right. So he said, and it was great because he said to me, um, all my life I played sports and I was not injured. I played all kinds of sports. Now at age 45, here I am trying to run. I go out and I run three times a week and I just have constant knee pain. And so I said back to him, well, curious, are you treating running as a sport? Are right. you warming up? Are you doing drills? Are you doing the, the drills, the strength work, the self-care that needs to become part of your running so yeah. you can run? And remember, guys, that like when we sign up for sports, we generally hire a coach, right? Yeah. Your kids play on sports teams or you played on a sports team. Uh, there's a coach there. Somebody is watching you move, helping you move to prepare you for the sport. Right, and that's what's so profound. It really made me think about that. I mean, when you think about athletes in high school and the football guys or whatever, they have a strength room, right? They, um, they do their drills, they do their warm-ups, then they go out and run their plays, right? Mm -hmm. They're not, they have a four or five hour practice, <laughs> but only an hour and a half of that is truly the running of the plays. The rest of the time is drilling. It's catching. It's running back and forth. Right. It's, it's, um, and quick then, feet. It's quick all feet. Those and then, drills, yeah. Right? And then, and then, and then, and then they go in and they do an ice bath or they right. get a massage. So yeah, that's the point is we don't treat running right. like a sport, like, um, what you would do if you were a swimmer, like as a swimmer, as a tennis player, I'm trying to think of golfers. Nobody goes out and just, I know very few good golfers that go out and just go and do eight, 18 holes. They don't. They go to the putting green. They right. do putts. They do chips. They, they work in the sand. They spend about 45 minutes to an hour before their 18 holes so that their mind is right and that they're able to do it. Why don't we do that with running? 
Right. Yeah. Because it, well, I, I think two things. One is because we all assume we should be able to know how to run. It's just this, there's no standard of running. Every other movement has a standard. And we say this a lot, guys, because I want you to think it. I didn't grow up playing sports. I grew up playing outside. Yeah. You know, just kind of regular kid, kid play, like playground play, if you will. And so when I became a fitness trainer, I had to get certified in every single movement. Like everything that I was going to be teaching, I had to go and learn how to teach it or I couldn't teach it. And you think, who needs to learn how to step up and down on a step, right? <laughs> yeah, who, needs you to learn, who needs to learn how to pedal a bicycle? Well, right. everyone actually does, guys. We all need to. We should learn how to move correctly so we can do the correct movement. Yet somehow with running, it's like, just run how you run. Yeah. Be free. <laughs> yeah. And then they're injured. And what do you say to them? I guess just... Good luck next time. Yeah. I mean, you know, like... Well, it's funny. They say, here, put on some tape and <laughs> okay. change your shoes <laughs> right, and, right, right. and all that other stuff. So really it's about, and this was kind of the topic today. I kind of started off on a tangent. I'm bringing us back in about being coachable. Yeah. So when we have these people that come in that, because that was the other thing we were saying, guys, is I, I have 30 minutes to do my Stairmaster. I have 30 minutes to ride my Peloton or I have 30 minutes to run my two miles, whatever I'm running, okay? And I'm just, that's a pretty slow pace. But let's say I've got 30 minutes for my quote unquote, air quotes, workout. Mm -hmm. And so when I have to do my, oh, but Valerie wants me to do my hip openers and she wants me to do my glute bridges and she wants me to sit on my toes or, you know, so that I stretch out my shins. I don't have that time. I stopped thinking that because I realized that it's like two and a half minutes, guys. It's the time it takes me to run, to go pee one last second before I get on. You know, right. seriously, because as a 55-year-old, to be 55-year-old woman, if I just see a toilet, I, I go, I better pee now, <laughs> yeah. right? So anyway, my point is just that it's really, it's two and a half minutes. It's maybe three minutes tops. And that three minutes doesn't have to, quote unquote, get taken away from the 30 minutes on my Peloton. It adds to it in a wonderful way. Right. It means that that 30 minutes on the Peloton, I can actually stand longer, right? I can do my workout in a, in a better form. I can, I don't get pain. I don't have butt aches on my, when I'm, when I'm biking. I'm just trying to think of things that, how it adds to it. And the same with your running. If you just get you know, leave two minutes earlier before you get to wherever you're going to go. Or do it at home before you get there. I yeah. tell people all the time, like, here's the other struggle, right? In in our running culture, the running volume is really all that's that you get accolades for. How far did you go? How far did you go? How far did you go? That's all anybody cares about. How far did you go? So we're so set in being like, I want to make sure I get every little, uh, you know, mile or whatever on my garment so I can put it up. Yeah. <laughs> for uh, my or results, Strava. Or my Strava or whatever. <laughs> And it's the same thing. What was the quality of your run? And the reason, and it goes back to coaching. Like if you actually, you know, to recognize like most people don't do coaching for running because they're like, why would I get a coach? Right. Right. I can go to the, uh, meet someone to run for free. I just need a pair of shoes. Running should be free. Like this is what I've heard over the last 20 plus years of coaching of why people are kind of against getting a running coach. Yet they'll pay for personal training. Right. Oh my gosh, they'll pay for personal training. And they'll pay for, you know, a gym membership. And in any of these other situations, you're fully expecting the trainer to show you exactly how to do, how to move. Right? It's right. Like what you're expecting. Yet running, which has the number one injuries of any other movement, and we're like, no, I don't need anybody to help me. I'm good. Well, and it's so much a part of all the other sports. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is. I do have to run around if I'm playing tennis. I do have well, to. Well, triathletes, if they're going to yeah. do. Let's go with just sticking with, with the running community. Running community, right. If most runners that also say do triathlons, they get a swim coach. They get a bike coach. And they're proud about it. 
Mm-hmm. And the other people go, oh, smart. Go get your bike fitted. That's what everyone does that rides bikes, right? right. For running, what do you get? You get shoes. Yeah. And that's it. You and go then to- maybe you go, and that's the other bummer for someone like me who's been um, trying to trying to help people for 20-something years and has just trained and studied for so long for this. And now it's like you can go to any running shoe store. If they have a treadmill, they'll stick you on a treadmill and tell you what shoes to wear. And it, right. Yeah. And that's that's what you guys have to understand is and don't get me wrong, I've done the treadmill gait analysis. I've done that stuff before. They're not they're looking at what shoes and what orthotics to put you in. That's it. And shoes and orthotics are necessary so your feet don't get um, injured right. on the on the cement or on the glass. But it restricting the movement of your foot does not strengthen your foot. And that's what we're trying to also share with you so how do you when we so by the time somebody comes in they've been they've been sitting around they've been they've been doing their stretches they've been getting their shots they've been going to their pt which is great they're adding they're adding their 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 work from the pt right they're adding possibly in most cases it's amazing they're adding hip openers and glute bridges which is what the pt gave them but they all those clams they come in and they'll say i'll come in when i'm not hurting anymore i'll come in when i'm not injured so they're not really being coachable and then they come in with all of these bad habits just totally reinforced how how can if i'm a runner and i'm out there and i maybe i'm injured maybe i'm in pt and i'm i've been following you for a while how can I come in if I'm injured? How can I come in and be coachable? How would you treat that thought process that I need to be, um, I need to be well before I can take on learning how to run? You know, I, I understand the challenge for sure. Um, I guess the way I, because obviously I'm the coach, right? So how would I come into my own program? Well, I see it as like, I don't want to be out from running. Right. So my thought would be, I want to get back to running. And I would love to talk to someone that has the belief that I can get back to running. Yeah. And that's where we we, we really help you in the beginning. So, like, for example, someone reached out to me just two days ago. uh, IT band issues, plantar fasciitis. uh, She's gotten a shot. uh, She's got a PT doing all her, you know, clams, all that stuff. But then when she goes back to running, she's still hurting. And so that here's the challenge. They're not your running coach. Like only if someone that knows how to teach running can help you with your running. Right. And if you were going to go into the gym, for example, and take, I don't know, a boot camp or whatever class there was, wouldn't you expect the teacher to be able to teach you the correct movement? Right. Right. You just have that expectation. Well, many runners, by the way, don't go to the gym. So that's a really, like, that's another good conversation. Yeah. So one, they don't think of having a running coach because it's not, it's not a traditional. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most people, when they're injured, if you go to your friends, if you go to the running shoe store, you know, they're going to give you some kind of um, advice like, ooh, do this stretch or put ice on it or here, put a water bottle in the, in the freezer and roll on it. I mean, you can get a thousand responses. Like we see this all the time yeah, on Facebook, yeah. right? Someone has a running injury and 500 people will respond to what they did to get out of their pain. No one is saying it's how you move. <laughs> Actually, I used to and I had well, no friends. I mean, but, <laughs> in, in the culture. So somehow we think it's us and all we have to do to fix us and our running is I just need to stretch more. I just need to do this more. You see what I mean? So yeah. then it becomes this like never ending cycle of your stretching and stretching and stretching. So yeah, your hips a little more flexible, but you never changed how you move. Right. And so you have to own that, I think a little bit for yourself and say to yourself, self, 
maybe I need to learn how to run. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so then what happens, guys, and I was, I, I'm serious, I did annoy people because I had a coach that, though it wasn't Valerie, at least understood was trying to teach me the correct way to run. So when I would go running with my group and I would hear them flap, I would hear the, the their shoes just like smack the ground or I'd hear the shuffle. Um, it would make me crazy. I couldn't run with my running group anymore because I'm I, my my goal was to sound like a ninja, right? Yeah. I did not want to hear my step, right? I wanted to be able to be quiet when I ran. I mean, think about ninjas there. Like, that's the whole right, point. They, they just come realize <laughs> that no, no one's thinking like that. No. Here's the challenge. So, like, yesterday, this woman that is a friend of mine, I met her. She was six weeks out from the Houston Marathon, and her knee hurt. So the PT said to her, ride the bike. Okay, how is riding a bike going to help me run a marathon? Right. It's just not. So the fear is, of course, I'm missing my cardio, I'm missing my cardio, I'm missing my cardio. Well, the reality is, is if you're not running, who cares how much cardio you have? You don't know how to run. Right. I go, you can't sit on a bike for six weeks and think you're going to go run a marathon. Yeah. Out of your mind. Isn't that now, even going to cause more? I would no, think it's that not would going to cause a problem, but now I'm just getting better at riding a bike. Oh, okay. So if my goal was to ride a bike, yeah, then great. Then great. Go ride a bike. <laughs> you understand? They, they're just transferring your movement to another movement. They're not correcting the movement, movement. that caused the problem. Right. This right. is what I'm telling you guys. She ran the Houston Marathon. She did not hurt her knee, okay? Yeah. But I had her because of the fear of the cardio. I understand that. I'm a junkie too. So fine, ride the bike. But it's not going to help me run a marathon yeah. because I'm riding a bike. It's nothing to do with it. Okay, so this is important. So I spent six weeks with her teaching her how to run. Yeah. Using things like running drills, using a band so she could run in place and offset her body weight. If she needed to offset more body weight, she could use two bands. You guys can come into the RunRx program injured because especially in the beginning of the program, there's no running because you're learning the movement of running. Right. Right. So keep in mind that if you need to stay stationary even in the first two or three weeks, you simply can. On the other end, if you're not injured and you're just coming in to get better at running, you can absolutely keep moving because we're teaching you movement. So we know how to do that. What you need to do is have that mindset of I am ready to own my run. Yeah. And be better at running. And I want some and be okay with like take your ego and leave it away. That's that's because, key. You know, that's but by the way, no one had told her. You see what I mean? She was she was sitting there like doing the right of shame, she called it. Because I said to her, I never met her in my life, by the way, and I randomly, I, I try not to do this, but when I walked into the, the fitness center, she was riding the spinning bike, and when I was leaving, she was still on it. So I said to her, wow, you must really like that bike. I've never seen someone Ride stay on it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, no, I don't like this bike. I have a knee injury. And this is the conversation. Well, yesterday, she sent me a text. A friend of hers had sent to her and said, you know, I've got my, my marathons coming up in three weeks. I just tried to run five miles. My shins hurt every step. She goes, I'm going to take this week off and try for 20 next weekend. And she sent it to me and she said, oh my gosh, how do I, how do, what do I say? Yeah. Because guys, think about it. How does that make sense? Every step I took, my shin hurt for five miles. So I'm going to do nothing for a week and then hopefully I can run 20. That's so not nice to your body, one, but also, like, it doesn't make sense. Right, and that's, and that's I guess, what I'm saying is as you learn this, as you begin to kind of take ownership of, of your running and let the ego, set those, those are the key things, set that ego aside, and you start going, okay, I'm going to look for quality. You start hearing things like that from people. You start hearing the, the, 
the feet flat. And you can't, it's hard to be around those people anymore. So that's the other great thing about yeah. Renorex is we do have a community where you can come in and I'm not, I do not like negativity, but you can come in and go, thank you, you know, for not slapping your feet or for having me uh, coming in someplace and say, I did run like a ninja or whatever and take joy well, in it or I did fall. Right. And also, <laughs> who else but your coach can correct you? Yeah. Your friend can't correct you. They don't know. Right. They're, I mean, they're just your friend. So your friend's like, oh, here, I try this knee, try this, uh, you know, try this tape I use, try this bio, try this, you know, I don't know. Change see, your shoes. Get change, an orthotic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all <laughs> these things. And they're because they're trying to help you. They're your right. friend. Your coach is not your friend. Yeah. Your coach <laughs> is there to help you move better. And my eye on you, like when you send in a gait analysis so I can see you. And by the way, say I can't run yet. This is a great conversation. Valerie, I can't run yet. I can't send you a gait analysis. That's okay because remember what I said. First few weeks, you're not really running. So the first few weeks, you're sending me static practice. You can right. send me your running pose. You can there's believe me that we can work it out. Right. But if you wait, it's like the diet. I'm gonna I'm gonna first I'm gonna lose weight and then I'm gonna join the gym. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's it's um and you know it's like it's it's again because I've never had if I've never had a coach, it's it's that same weird mindset. Okay. Do I deserve it? So coach, then what would you tell me if I'm that girl that says? It hurt for five miles every step. I'm going to wait a week and then run 20. Be my coach. What right. would you say to me? So then I would say to her, well, A, you're not going to run 20. That's first of all. But we're not going to also do not do anything. We're going to spend the entire week doing one self-care for your shins. So I'm going to give you some, you know, some good stretches for the shins. Then we're going to do some static practice with short movements okay meaning like you're going to use your driveway you're going to use the length of your yoga mat okay everybody has like a mat right right and i'm going to give you strength exercises and skill drills again that you can practice in place and then we're going to progress even throughout the week on a little bit of distance mm -hmm. when you can run for five minutes and you're not in pain then we're going to go back up Okay. Not maybe to five miles. Right. But you've got to get, first we've got to get you a little bit out of the pain. Right? right. And then you have to understand why the pain is happening. So I will film you, first of all, so I can show you. Yeah. Here's the movement pattern that you have right now. Here's why it's hurting in the shins. Right. Here's what we're going to do to get you out of that movement pattern and out of pain. So what about her marathon in three weeks? Would you have her run it? Would you have her... Uh, if she can, if she can in the next couple of weeks, like if it's just a shin splint, guys, you know, we can get you out of that and you're, you've already built up base mileage, then yeah, you can probably run your marathon. But if she cannot get out of running with pain, excruciating pain for three to five miles, then no, we're not going to run that marathon. Yeah. So maybe she needs to go down to a 10K or 5K or something for that marathon right. if she can't. And by the way, we just had this happen in the course, so yeah. we can speak to it. We had a woman and she had already her marathon on the books. And she had a little bit of calf pain, but she kept training through it. She kept training through it. And that was her choice. Like, you know, you're an adult. Yeah. And by the way, she went out and she ran the marathon. And she said, to be honest, she said the first half was just beautiful. She said, I felt light. I was able to really move well. And then she said in the second half, as I started to get more tired, right. I could feel kind of those old patterns coming back in. However, she was able to finish the marathon. Yeah. And because she had worked so uh, she had spent the last three weeks working on what to do. She said, I was able to reset and get back into the running. So she didn't like limp across the finish line. Right. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's 
again, we are happy to work with you, but if you start to recognize, but now she's very much like, you know what, I'm not going to run another marathon until I Tell you really yeah. am <laughs> able to run like I should. Because I think some of y'all don't believe it. Right. That's what I mean about being coachable. It's about understanding that it's it's not your fault. We weren't we weren't taught that there's a correct way to run. Oh my gosh. So we yeah. were just taught just put on a pair of shoes, right? And, and and running as a sport hasn't even been that big. I mean, it's been in our lifetime, right? 1970s was when marathons started. What and I think it was well, uh, women weren't 60s. even allowed. I to know. Run until the mid 80s. So. I was going to say until like the mid 80s was the first <laughs> women's marathon. A woman was allowed to run in the marathon, and now we're like, I think we're well over 50% of the population. Yeah. And and ladies, it's the 40 to 55 age group that is the biggest. And it's because, honestly, I think it's because we get tired of do, doing everything for our families. Yeah. Maybe we need our own time. Right. Um, maybe those, uh, you know, midlife pounds are coming in. Whatever it is, you, you decide. But this is where I kind of want to say, um, if you would, if you're willing to pay for a massage or pay to get your toes done. Like I pay to get my toes done because I can't stand there doing my own. I've never been able to do my own toes. It's just, <laughs> I just can't stand in that position. So that's to me about the price of our, our running plan. is not that expensive. If I, it's, it's about the price I spend to get my toes and my nails done once a month. Right. <laughs> and, and, but, but what you get from that is the ability to have a coach watch you every step of the way, watch you in your pose, watch you in your drills, watch you in your squat, watch you in your lunge. Right. Um, because hold guys, you accountable. hold you accountable. And and that doesn't mean she's gonna she's gonna say, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. But if you if she hasn't seen you in a while and you come back and say, oh, I got injured and so I sat out. Well, why didn't you come and talk to us? Right. So let's just end with that that we would love to see you in the in the um, membership. But at the same time, whatever you're doing with RunnerX, whether you're listening to the podcast, doing our YouTube channel, uh, following her on Instagram, be coachable. Let go of the ego right. and realize that there is a standard of movement. And if you're following us, you're drinking the Kool-Aid. So take a big chug, <laughs> go do your hip openers and your glute bridges and your toe touches. And, and practice then your practice fall. your fall. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one. Thank you for joining us on the RunRx podcast. If you'd like to know more, join us at www.runrx.fit. And if you have additional questions that you'd like answered on the podcast, email us at support at runrx.fit.